0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise podcast. Uh, it's time for another uh, Bears podcast where we talk about the scintillating 2023 Chicago Bears. Uh, back again to to hash it out are the Mike Pease, Mike Pusateri, and Mike Prasnowski. Guys, how are you?
1: Doing uh, good. Doing good, doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm incredible. Deli- delightful.
0: <sighs> doing great. Um, okay, so if you're here, you know how to find the podcast, so congratulations. Uh, there's also a companion newsletter at Um Mike Pusateri, um any public appearances that you'll be making um, in the next uh, week or so?
1: I'm just trying to figure out what what strike line to join. Uh I'm thinking Warner <laughs> Brothers tomorrow or Thursday. That's uh, that's usually my go to. So that that's where you could that's where the good folks could find me.
0: Can you go in, and uh, uh, and yell at them for uh, no season 3 of Winning Time?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm so yeah about you know. Canceled. Somebody will have to make up a sign for that too. The crazy thing about it, well Canceling it was crazy, but just they didn't have to make that announcement so soon. I mean, they could have waited for months. I mean, wow! It's like the and I haven't seen the finale yet. That's that's
0: why they did a they put a coda on the finale, um, basically telling you all the things that happen in the next few years to the Lakers. So, but it does not. The final actual shot is clearly set up for season three coming behind it. And then they had, they added, add a scene at the end, which they had to be clear that they filmed months ago. Didn't want to get, you know, accused of whatever. And then they write, like, uh, then you see, it's just typical. It's like, you know, Pat Riley won six titles with the Lakers and three more with the Heat. They, they do all that stuff.
1: Oh, I see. So I think that's why it was going to be obvious when you
0: saw it. So they figured they might as well fess up. But yeah, I knew it was getting canceled because you told me.
1: Yeah, that was the rumors for that show. I'll, for the last couple of months is that it wasn't looking good, even though it is a terrific, or was a terrific show. Yeah. Would have been better had they cast me. Well, of course, and yes. I, I could have saved it. I'm sure. <laughs> You'd make a perfect hat, Riley. <laughs> no, I was, I was up for several smaller roles in that show, but well, it was one a, of them was, show.
0: one of them was Dick Mata, right? Wasn't that one? That you yeah, Dick Mata what? was one of them. He didn't, you, uh-huh. he didn't appear until season two.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and, and
0: in about, and he was in it for about three seconds.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: The guy did look like him. <laughs> though I knew who he was supposed to be, but not really. His all... Did not do as good a job as as you would, have, of course. So, clearly,
1: clearly, but no, no that. I'm sure he's a wonderful, a wonderful actor. But they they really did. I mean, the guy who played Larry Bird looked exactly yeah. like Larry Bird. It was amazing. Yeah,
0: it's incredibly well cast. show. Yeah, and well acted. And the basketball scenes are good. Like usually, really kind of cringe. They were really good. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I know a couple of the guys who were like the guys actually playing, you know, yeah. basketball there. <laughs> but um, And a lot of, a lot of them are former college guys, guys who played ball in college and stuff. And it's a good show.
0: I mean, here, well, you can tell how well the Bears are playing. That I'm, I'm not talking about winning time at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> instead. <laughs> that should include you in as to
1: how good the Bears game was.
0: But the guy who played Magic Johnson talk. is great. Yeah. And if you don't yeah. get that right, then you don't have a show. And he yeah, was great.
1: Absolutely. And I, and I the guy who played this, Kareem too. The guy who played the, Kareem was yeah,
0: great. He was he was excellent. Um, um and uh crap, what was I gonna oh, you know, the whole the the legacy of this is gonna be that it broke up the Adam McKay Will Farrell partnership because Will wanted to be Jerry exactly Bush. Right. Oh. and when you see it, mm. it's when you watch it's ridiculous because John C. Riley is uh um, So good. He you basically he just becomes Jerry Bus. You just forget. Yeah. You forget that um, you know, that it's John C. Riley. It's just Jerry Bus. Yeah, it, really it was really good. Really good show. Yeah. I mean, the, the first bad sign was season two was seven episodes to ten. Yeah. Which kind of felt to me like there wouldn't have been a season two without Adam McKay, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Could, like could okay, a here bit. you
0: go. We we can't. We're not gonna do a full thing. We, what can you do with seven, and then and then we'll see. Which is basically yeah, yeah, you know, Tough shit.
1: Period pieces too. Like those are really expensive. So studios don't often like to do period pieces. So there's all kinds of
0: stuff. Uh, but anyway, the good people can find you at uh,
1: at uh, yes,
0: mikepustery.com. Yeah,
1: there and at uh, at Twitter X uh, at uh, at Mike and uh, Blue Sky. Uh, I think that's uh. <laughs> Uh, it's Mike Pushatari, uh something like that. Yeah. It's well, Mike Push. If Pusateri, somebody, on those you, go, lines. you go
0: to the post, I've got the whole list of where you find That's all right. of us.
1: Thank you very much. You just, right. click. just go to the post. Yeah. Yeah. Just do yeah. that. Just see the post. You just yeah,
0: you just click on it. Um <laughs> all right. And Praz, what have you been up to?
2: Uh so just uh got uh episode eight of uh the Cups podcast in the books, Bums and the Bleachers, part of the Chicago Sports Bums. Um, Myself and John Oliva, we record every Monday night. Uh, wasn't exactly a fun episode last night, recording <laughs> right on, on the heels of the Diamondbacks sweeping the Cubs and putting the Cubs' playoff chances in jeopardy, but, uh,
0: you know, looking welcome, a little
2: bit better tonight. Welcome to
0: my world. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Prazmaster, follow me on Blue blueskyfraz.com and uh, the podcast show account Bums in Bleachers. Uh, name of the show Bums in the Bleachers, uh, part of the uh, Chicago Sports Bums.
0: Okay. I got a sponsorship update for this. Uh, haven't heard back yet from DraftKings or Taco Bell, but yeah. uh, it's gonna be now uh, sponsored by, uh, by Chuck Testa. He's a taxidermist from Ojai, California, and I'm gonna put his commercial uh, at the beginning <laughs> of, uh, at the top of the post, and you're gonna wow. wanna see it. You're gonna wanna see Chuck Testa. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. If the Bears uh, do what we think they're gonna do on Sunday, I may very well have Chuck join us. Uh, have yeah. him actually taxiderm, All right. taxidermize I'm something here. while we're, you know, he'll just be in the background. We'll do a video pod. Okay. He'll just be, you know, stuffing an elk while we, yeah. while we talk about Patrick Mahomes stuffing the Bears.
1: So okay. Be yeah. Or or stuff a bear. He <laughs> should stuff, just stuff a bear. While he, there you go. Yeah. yeah. He's in Ohio. You say I could write up there and just we could do the pod together. That'd he's, be
0: great. he's he's in Ohio. Yep. Okay. Quite, it's, it's something. Wait till you, wait till you <laughs> see it. Oh boy! Um, all right. So the Bears uh, went to Tampa uh, over the weekend, and it wasn't as bad as the Packer game.
1: Oof. But it was. Low it bar. was still bad. Still bad.
0: It was still bad on the scale from uh, good to terrible. It was um, horrible.
1: It was horrible. It was yeah. horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. I want to – let's start with a positive. It's weird you can start with a positive uh, for a defense that gave up uh, 460 yards. Something ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, considering the fact that they held the Bucks to one touchdown on offense and did it without a secondary. Yeah. And in Fair the heat, enough. and they were on the field the entire game. Yes they were. I'm gonna give some I'm gonna give a little kudos to the uh um, to the Bears defense. Which I'm looking here quickly to see just how many yards they gave up. Um four hundred and thirty seven. Yeah. Yep. They were make on pace. Sense. They gave up almost three hundred in the first half. They were on pace to give up almost six hundred yards and they didn't.
1: That would have been that would have been great. Yeah. Well, so good yeah. Job. <laughs> no sacks again. Three hundred and seventeen yards to Baker Mayfield, I believe, in the air. It was uh, horrible. The uh, yeah. the defensive line is 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 awful, and somehow the offensive line is even worse. And our GM is a yeah. former offensive lineman. You would think building the lines would have been in his wheelhouse, but uh... well, it wasn't a good one. <laughs> <laughs> He's, excited, guys. he's like, he's like yeah. I
0: like this he's guy. He's Reminds me of me. Exactly.
1: Reminds me of me. Yeah, right. Drafted. <laughs> no, Ryan. No. Right. Right. It's right. so a no, David Ross that. theory. That's why we have Tucker Barnhart and all the, you know, that's why he's playing these guys. Hosmer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. I mean, built from, like, the lines and, you know, you drafted Darnell Wright. You acquired Yannick Gakway. Where the hell have they been?
0: Oh, we saw Yannick. He was.
1: With <laughs> He
0: was going He was running. He was chasing little Baker Mayfield, getting right on him, and then just letting him ooze right through his fingers. You know, Baker is elusive. That little guy. The Nick Madrigal of NFL quarterbacks is hard yeah. to catch. I think I referred to him as sprightly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tough, to, <laughs> tough to
0: get your hands on it, Baker Mayfield. Just, uh, yeah, he should have had two sacks. That would have given him three on the season. Well, on the right. way to the forty, I predicted. So they have one <laughs> through two games.
1: Yeah. They're averaging. Right.
0: They're, they're on pace for eight and a half sacks.
1: Nice. That's terrific. Ngakwe
0: had nine last year. Beautiful. All, by uh. all right. It, see if you think this is a bad sign.
1: Okay. Um. What,
0: whatever
1: you're going to say, yes, it's a bad sign.
0: <laughs> so they're. Sign. The two linebackers to play the most, Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards, combined for 28 tackles. All right, linebackers are supposed to tackle guys, right?
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. The next four leading tacklers, defensive backs.
1: Mmm. Tyreek yeah, Stevenson, Greg Strowman,
0: Jaquan Brisker. Jaquan, who spent you know, the first half with his head between his knees in the injury tent again. Right. Uh, and Elijah Hicks, who came in for him. And uh, I really enjoyed Elijah's attempt to tackle uh, Mike Evans on the sidelines which was to, oh yeah uh, just point your head at the ground and just maybe burrow under him yeah Elijah just he's right by the sidelines i know he's big just shove it you don't even have to tackle him just give him a nudge <laughs> right
2: yeah <sighs> yeah Tyreek Stevenson's getting bullied all game too like it was a brutal effort
0: um there were two the, the defense, they gave up two massive plays, right? I mean, they gave up a lot of massive plays, but two in particular. The long the 61-yard t- pass to uh, Mike Evans, where mm-hmm. he just, he literally just shoved the defensive bag did. out of the way. You and did. even Moose Johnston, who hasn't had a coherent thought in like nine years is like, oh, come on. I mean, both yeah. arms completely extended. And he's just shoving him off, and then he runs for 60 yards. And the other long one was the touchdown pass to him that Tyreek is, like, all over him. Like, he's yeah. actually there, like, in his face. And it's just, you know, Mike Evans is tall, and he's good. And... Uh, so, I, I... This is one of the things I pondered was... I, whenever they show Justin, he's all—you know he's on the bench, he's got, like, the what do they use, the Surface or whatever, the inferior iPad.
1: Yeah, 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 right, yeah.
0: Take Just take that thing away from him. Just have him watch the other team and maybe it would yeah. have been like, hey, you know, when Baker's in trouble, all he does, he just throws it somewhere near Mike Evans. Yeah. Maybe I should just do that with DJ Moore. Right. Like, I don't know, just DJ, go get it. You can just mm-hmm. do
1: that. Or, yeah, uh, the pocket breaks down, just take off. <laughs> right. Scramble uh, like
2: Baker's doing. Find the big man. Find the big man that they gave up, you know, the first overall
0: pick for. Who had a good he game, was... but only got, only, I mean, he caught six passes, but he, sh- he should have thrown to him like 15 times, not mm-hmm. eight or whatever mm-hmm. it was. They actually threw his direction. Um,
2: yeah, he had seven
0: targets. Seven. Seven. Yeah. That's. So he's um, four the first week, right?
1: Mm-hmm. He had two catches yep. on
0: four targets the first week, and six on seven the second. That's a good percentage. The number's way too fucking low, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a good percentage. And um, so Darnell Mooney must got hurt apparently, right? During the game, he disappeared because the little white guy was all of a sudden out there, the mm-hmm.
1: Turner.
0: <laughs> and I'm gonna, i not even Keith right. Ortega. Keith Ortega was oh Tanyan. No, the little the other guy with the T's, um, the guy they got from uh, we didn't even, he didn't even, he wasn't even on the team all preseason they got him when the Bengals cut him, um, the one who freaked everybody out because he knows the punt rule, which was the Bucks touched a punt oh, without right. downing it and he like just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he like tried to reach in to grab it like he was gonna sneak it out of there and run yeah and everybody yeah. freaks out that it's a fumble and it's like no I mean this happens enough right. Like, the first time you see that, you, you're supposed to freak out. Every other time after that, you're supposed to be, that's right. It's That's a no-risk play for the return team once the uh, once the coverage team has touched the ball.
1: Well, I, I admit, like, like the broadcast team to not knowing that rule. But I also didn't see what there was no advantage of it, though, either. I mean, yeah, there's right, no harm. Exactly. I just don't know what he's doing. I mean, oh, the best thing. I was thing
2: confused I, by that play, too. I thought yeah. that might have. Been- reactivated it into a live ball when he
0: touched it, but nope.
2: luckily it was already declared dead at that, at that point. Right.
0: No, it's happened before where like the punt return team has like hit the ball but not bothered to actually down it. And then everybody starts to run off the field and some guy scoops yeah. it up and just takes off and just gets, scores a touchdown. Yeah, and this one, he wasn't going to... It, this, it was a fool's errand. right? There was no, nowhere yeah, to right. go. But at the same right. time, nothing right. bad can happen. You cannot lose the ball. Even if you pick it up and you run down the field and you fumble it, it goes back to the spot where the where the punt was touched uh, if you run it back and there's a penalty and it would force you back farther than the spot where the ball was originally touched, the ball just yeah. goes to the spot where it was touched. It's like the um, it's like the one free play the other rule that very seldom gets used is after a fair catch um, on a is it a kick a free or a kick? Cut? You get a free, you could you could choose to kick. How about this rule? This is another g- good example of how good this game was. So we're not talking obscure rules. Instead,
1: <laughs> it's actually
0: a rule in football that if you give up a touchdown, it's actually your choice whether you kick or receive. If you want, oh, really? you could you could kick off after you give up a touchdown if you wanted to. I'm, really? I know Bill Belichick is just dying to use this rule sometime. Like in some, in the, <laughs> like, uh, in like <laughs> Marty Mornin way, like, you know, got still get shit for, uh, for doing actually what, what was the right thing, right? That game in Champagne where the Bears and Lions went into overtime and um, they, the Lions won the toss and he gave the Bears the ball and he gave them the ball because the Bears hadn't done shit all day. They got a couple, right. they got a couple lucky plays, right. a Field goal. And the Lions never touched the ball and they lose. It didn't make what Marty did strategically. It was right because, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember watching at home going, oh, shit. Well, it's going to be three and out, and then the Lions are basically going to be in field goal range immediately. Plus, it was really windy that day, and the Bears were going to have to go into the wind. Um, So I could see, like, some kind of horrible weather thing where um, some team is like, you know what? We'll give it back to you. You're going to lose it. Yeah, like a
1: snowstorm in New England, Belichick will be like, yeah, here, take it. You know he's probably going to try that this year, too, with the Patriots going nowhere.
0: We put in a good 15 minutes before we got to this point. Who are we firing? (laughs) Definitely Luke Etzi. Please, Luke Etzi. Anybody else?
1: I I, I would fire. You talk about before this week or just? uh,
0: Right now. Just launch
1: him. Don't get
0: on a plane to Kansas City.
1: Yeah, you don't need to, yeah, you could have launched Getze. Right. I mean, you could launch Floose as far as I'm concerned at this point. I mean, I would I I had him go to the mm-hmm. end of the year, that looks pretty generous. Um but Getsey, I mean, you know, they hire him because oh, he coached, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well Aaron Rodgers has been coaching Aaron Rodgers for the last ten years. Mm-hmm. And anyway, and and Nathaniel Hackett, and we've all seen what a goof that guy is. He was the offensive coordinator. The, the, this guy gets, he gets it was basically Grover Dill, to to Nathaniel Hackett, Scott Farkas.
0: Well, I don't know that he was because um, the offensive coordinator at the Packers does, doesn't call the plays. So, yeah, so well. it could very well be that Nathaniel Hackett was Grover Dill, to <laughs> um, to what's his face? Their dainty little head coach, and then that uh, Getz was we don't even we never even met Grover's toady. He didn't a toady doesn't get a toady.
1: Yeah, right. So he's he's a toadyless. Okay, that's even worse. Forget. He can't even be Scott Farkas' toady. (laughs) Um, It's it's been a disaster. He's clearly not. I mean, I'm sure you guys probably saw Tim Jenkins was on a lot for the last, you know, talking about the Bears and the quarterback play. He's clearly not. Fields isn't blameless, certainly, but they're also, they don't seem to have any intention of how to use him properly. They're evidently adjusting his footwork. They're they're certainly playing away from his strengths. And it's not helpful yeah. at all. Yeah. One thing
2: we're seeing a lot, too, is that, like, Fields is a lot of times waiting for guys to get open. He's not anticipating his receivers getting open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll see them be open, but
0: they might not still be open by the time the ball gets there. And what makes that really frustrating right, is on the second touchdown drive. He did it like three times, including the touchdown pass to Claypool, mm-hmm. which is the kind of throw you could, they for whatever reason, could not get him to, to try. And he had yeah. to, there was one place he had to put it, he had to get it through two defensive backs, and he had to put it in the right spot, and he made a perfect throw for a touchdown. And you're like, alright. right. It's like, you know, Justin, yeah. it's almost worse that you just showed us that. Because where the fuck is it at?
1: Um... And I think it seems to be like a combination, yes, of him, but also they, they got him all tied up in knots trying to figure another change in his footwork. I'm sure they've got him overthinking everything. Yeah. I... But he's just got to cut him loose. I mean, the man can play. The man can make plays.
2: Look, here's a simple strategy to go with. Just give him the Mike Mart seven-step drop back <laughs> like Jay used to do and let him figure his way out of it, because that way he'll be further back from the defensive linemen who are charging at, at him, you know, with this balsa wood offensive line they have protecting him.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I... I find it hard to believe that... Um... not I started that sentence wrong, it's not that I find it hard to believe. I believe all this stuff. Um... It has to be – both things have to be true, right? It's not a good offense, and there are things in a regular NFL offense that he either can or won't do. You know, they they got away from the – last year it took him six weeks to turn into this Mm -hmm. run-heavy team, but that honestly was just to survive the season. Right. Because you can't do it. He can't run 20 times a game. You're going to carry him off in a body bag. You might score right. some more points, but then it, by week six, he's going to be in traction, and that doesn't do you any good. But at the same time, <laughs> you can't overcorrect to the point then where you take it out of the offense altogether. And I think they think, well, we put these RPOs in for him, and then he can run if he sees it and he wants to go. And that's, that's the same. it's not the same thing, right? No. Sometimes no, right. you just have to tell him, okay, we're going to block this like a run. We're not going to half-ass block it like it might be a pass or it might be a run. We're going to block it like a run, and you're going to run it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And you can't run very many of those a game, but that forces the defense then to account for it a lot, which right now they don't have to. And clearly defenses are playing the Bears differently. Mm-hmm. They're basically saying, Okay, buddy, for let's sure. Throw. Like we're gonna you know, one of the one of the th- teams like because the Bears it's all <laughs> this is it's it seems wrong, but I think it's true. The Bears' terrible receiving core last year actually made it easier for Justin to run because teams just wanted to play those guys man-to-man because they couldn't get open. You could shut them mm-hmm. all down. But then the problem with that is you're running down the field with your back to Justin Fields when he takes off. Nobody's going right. to play this team man-to-man anymore because you've got yeah. better receivers and you don't want him to run. You basically – yeah, it's the old um, – when the Packers said about Jay – was going to make it play quarterback yeah that's what teams yeah. are going to do and they've already done in the first two weeks to Justin Fields it's all right buddy we know you can run over our ass you're going to have to throw it and right. we see sure. lots of replays where he just is frozen back there like the, the the worst thing about it is that the offensive line is not as bad it's not as bad as last year but it's still erratic like he can't count on you know, you'd like to be a quarterback and at least go, okay, this is a play that's going to be a challenge for them to block. I'm on the alert. Or this is a play I know they can block. I don't think there's any of that. I think it's, it's flip a coin as to whether they're actually going to block it or not. Which means right, right. He, he has to be on a constant state of, I'm going to get rushed. Mm-hmm. Which makes it hard for him then, even when he does have a good pocket. And there were several examples against Tampa where he had ample time to throw. He had guys open. He doesn't throw it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
0: that is—that's not just a function of he's afraid to throw it. That's a function of the six plays before it, where just as he was about ready to throw it, he had three guys on him.
1: Yeah, right. Absolutely, right, right. And you also don't want to coach the aggressive out of him either, because when the defense is playing man to man, if it's second and long, and the pocket breaks down, and and, and that defense is man to man, run, run, and get yes. down and protect yourself. Run down and protect yourself, and and just do that, and. I just—it feels like they've got them all tied up in knots because what the what they're trying to do. He's yeah, just not... it feels like
2: it feels like a lot of times he's not making the right reads either, and I don't know if that's a function of him just not having enough time to throw. But you know, I, I, on those on those option plays, you know, take what's given to you, especially if if you do get those man-to-man options, like you're saying,
1: right.
0: To me, the most predictable thing happened from week one to week two. Week one, he went through his progressions too fast, right? Like It was almost like he was like, oh, I, I want to get to the four. It's so a one, two, three, four. On Sunday, he was slow to get to them because he had a whole week of slow down. You're missing guys that are open. Right. And that's the right. kind of shit. This is why the, no. the the play calling is is whatever it is. But I if, if my trouble with Getze is, this this kind of shit should have been handled a long time ago. Like so the mistakes they make are not if if all the, if their worst mistakes were it, that's a stupid play call, that's one thing. But it's not. It's a combination. That's a stupid play call. Why does it take Justin so long to get to to take his fifth step? Um, you know why are two? It happened again where two receivers ran the same route right next to each other.
1: Right. Right. That's all stuff well,
0: that is. That's a hundred percent on the. That's on the design, or at least the execution of the offense, right? That, right. What that says to me is you, you're not. You can't teach this offense, right? And that's that's that's, well, that's what you get. Offensive coordinator fired. Not just. I disagree with that play call. It's that play call didn't have a chance because you had five guys that didn't even do the right thing on it.
1: Well, yeah, and and you and I talked about this a little bit last year too. How there is going to be a danger, very soon, I think of. This it's going to turn into this coaching staff versus versus Justin Fields. It's going to be they're going to try to save their ass, and it's going to be he hey he can't play in our system, and Justin Fields can probably play. I mean he he could be an, he could still be a very very good quarterback. He's a talented guy, but I, it's it's going to turn into that.
0: I think that's true, but I don't I don't know if he's good.
1: I, he certainly has a lot of talent, and I think he's a smart guy. And you know we don't know yet. I think he can be very i mean you know compared to some of the some of the crap we've seen in the Bears, but a quarterback
0: right was my guess I mean, <laughs> like he, has, is, he has physical attributes but that d- yeah. doesn't mean you can play it doesn't mean you can play the position um but also at the same time it's you know they wait they, know, they it, he came in on the worst possible situation yeah he did he came in to a to a coach that had clearly decided the best thing for me is for me to get through this season is to not play the rookie so that it's like, well, he's, I spent, I spent all year learning under me and now next year, man, it's going to be great. Wait till we unleash him. <laughs> it was clearly what Nagy was trying to do was just keep him parked there to buy himself an extra year.
1: Um, all right. And sure. then
0: Andy Dalton gets hurt in the second game, and Justin's got to play. And then you go to Cleveland, and he should have got fired during the during the first half because of the scheme he put together for that. Right, right. And so even if even if this coaching staff had come in and had the most genius offense in the world, they would have had to they had to spend the first season not just teaching him shit he didn't learn under Nagy, but but unteaching him things that mm-hmm. he had learned under Nagy. And right. then the big concern would be that there are things that there that he's being taught right now. That would have to be undone, right? Again, you know, it's it's gone from we wasted one year now to well maybe we wasted three. Well, and if you waste yeah. three, yeah. then he's going it's somewhere else. There's a point
1: right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and there. Cycle
0: kind of repeated itself
2: too with like going back to Mitch's first year with Fox. Like you had him under a Lane duck head coach as well, and you had no intention of him developing under the current head coach that you had. You look around the league at, like, the coaches that were hired the year, the offseason, the Bears hired Matt Eberflus. Do you really think that Daniel Jones is anything special in New York? Not really. I would take Justin Fields over him. But they're making it work because they got their coaching hire right, and they actually, like, put some thought into it instead of just going with the guy that uh, that Bill Polian suggested to George. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and even that, even if you if Dable is the guy for the Giants they they got beat the first week 40 to nothing and they were down 21 to nothing to the worst team you know, there's a team worse than the bears and it's Cardinals yeah true and they had yeah. a, they pulled that game out of their ass um you know it's you can easily look at this and go well this shit doesn't seem like it's go- it's certainly not heading in the right direction
1: no right but but you know but you look at Dable and and the, those other guys, you're like, okay, these these when you look at their credentials, you're like, Yeah, these guys look like they're gonna be real head coaches. I, I never got that with Eber Flutes. I was I was always against a defense. I'm always leery about a defensive coordinator anyway. Um and you know, he had the tenth best defense in Indianapolis. Okay. I mean, so what? I just there's that's not like that, you know when we were talking in those days, like they got to get a guy who can really develop Justin Fields. That's what they got to hire. And they went with Eberflus, which was a, and they went for him for kind of like, you know, the, what seems like the stupidest reasons. Poles was like, oh, we get along really well. He's like a brother. And, you know, we could, yeah, great. That's well, not a reason to have this man be your head coach.
0: The culture is not simply, it's going to sound stupid. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to say it's going to sound stupid. The culture has to be irrespective of the results on the field, right? Like it's there are bad coaches who win games and have a decent culture because teams tend to be happier when they win. Um, We're and, seeing that in Dallas
2: right now, Mike McCarthy.
0: And we, it, it's really difficult to. Um, I don't know. I get frustrated by this because both ways. Number one, if the Bears change coaches tomorrow, it wouldn't break my heart. The yeah. other thing is, this is very this, – this whole – the dialogue around this and all this stuff is, bear, is very Bears and Bears fans. And that yeah. was when Nagy left, and it was got to tear this shit down and start over because this thing is a complete mess, and the Bears never do it. They never tear it down. They never try to start over. They just patch on and patch on and patch on. You're and right. they literally stripped their roster down to where they only had 11 guys. 11 guys started this season that were there the day that um, Poles and Flues took over. And the idea that their roster in year two was going to be good is it it can't be a thing you cannot rebuild an nfl franchise in you know in a year and two weeks It just that that's not how it works but at the same time you know this one thing you can argue this 15 different ways yeah right if you're if it looked like the most important player on your team was improving then you look at the 0-2 start and you go, you know what, yeah, it would be great to win games, but the most important thing is being handled. And instead we have the worst of both scenarios. We have a team that's not winning and we have a quarterback that isn't, you know, isn't having any success. Right.
1: Right. That's right.
0: And so that's where you end up with the, you know, you'd like to be able to say, well, this of course is going to take more than a little over a year. But the other side of it, you look at it and go, well, the signs you need to see, we're not seeing. And, and, I, uh, and we're not yeah, going to see it Sunday. Like, we know that.
2: That's for sure. No, no.
1: I, I also think you can't you, you can't overlook the fact that, you know, there's a human element of Fields isn't their guy. You know, and, and they're looking at maybe having two of the top five draft picks this year with a yeah. deep quarterback class they're going to be there they're, that that's like the oldest trick in the book too it's like well you know he wasn't our guy so but you know we'll give us our guy to let us get it this right this time we'll get our guy and that'll buy that that'll be the trick they used to try for both polls and even to try to buy some time
0: well i'll give you that that might be what they do but i we disagreed on this last year and we're going to disagree on it again this year i don't think that's the case i think they absolutely want him they want. They want this to work. They want him. They would not have gone out and um, they wouldn't have traded away the number one pick to try to get him a receiver and, and do other things to try to make the offense better. They wouldn't have changed the offense what? last year if the, if their whole goal was we're gonna we don't want Justin Fields we're stuck with him. You just keep playing the offense they played the first four weeks last year. Make him try to play quarterback with that awful offense last year, and he's gonna fail. And there's your you, there it is. You you got what you wanted. They didn't do that. They, uh, they're trying to make it work now. The the byproduct that is going to be, they're both going to at least polls. I'm I'm pretty sure both of them are going to outlast him if he fails this year. And then they will do the old start over because anybody would do that. Sure. But I don't think that 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 certainly to me it does not seem like that's that was the the master plan. Which is well, fuck! I can't believe we're stuck with this guy. Um, well. Why, I wouldn't, hear they have, why wouldn't they have traded him in the offseason? There were people who thought they were gonna, and there were people who were advocating for it.
1: Right. Well, I mean, and who knows do what it, goes on. which doesn't right.
0: scream to me, "Eh, we don't care if this works or not," because we've got a plan B.
1: I think that, that all that I, I all all valid points, no question. But I think you 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 can all that can be true, and it can also be true that well, they are not putting him in the best position to succeed. Clearly, Gatsy is not. Well, what if, they what if not they're not taking advantage of the skills?
0: But what if their argument is, this is a season that we, we want to win. But I mean, this is we don't have a we don't have a playoff team. He's got to play quarterback like a quarterback. That's the only way he has a future right. in the league, and we have a future with him. Is he's got to play quarterback like a quarterback? Now he's got to play quarterback like a quarterback who's also six three and the fastest guy on the field and can do some things to, but he. There are things he has to prove he can do. He's got to be able to stand back in the pocket, and he's got to throw the ball. And he's got to do you know, the things that we do see him struggle with. And maybe what if that's the reason that they do it? Is this shit's got to
1: oh, happen. I, I think they're trying to fit the, a square peg in a round hole. Because well, he, can he be a, he's not, he's not going to be a traditional. He's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be a guy like that, ever. It doesn't mean he can't be a successful NFL quarterback. He can't. But they're trying to force him into the Aaron Rodgers hole you know, that type of quarterback. And that's not his skill set, at least at this point. I think.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I it's... mean, what was one, what's one of the great things that they blew, is got old and blew out his Achilles, was, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't run for 100 yards a game. But that asshole got out of the pocket and made a lot of big plays. And that's the kind oh, of sure. stuff they clearly want Justin to be able to do. That was the mm-hmm. frustration they had in week 1 was when the pocket breaks down your guys are still running like there yeah. are still plays to be made and he showed no interest in trying to to do that and
1: um yeah I hear you you
0: know so I, I I feel like I'm giving them way too much credit to say that that's what their plan is but I mean if the whole if the whole idea with this season is this is a 17 week evaluation about whether there's a year four and five and beyond of justin fields then it's by week 17 you've got to feel comfortable that he can do most of the things that you need an nfl quarterback to be able to do you gotta be able to make those reads and make those throws in addition to the other things and starting the season with the offense that you had at the end of last year where you're going to run him, you know 14 times a game that's you're, n- you're never going to get to the other part if that's how you start it
1: well it doesn't have to be either or but it, it's it's uh that clearly was not going to work either that's going to get him killed no doubt about
0: it no i think the thing they're clearly going to have to change is i think they were trying to avoid having to like load it up and run actual running plays for the quarterback i think they honestly thought between you know i mean if i'm luke getzi and i'm drawing up like well i figure the pocket's going to break down like Eleven times, so there's nine <laughs> chances for Justin to run, and then we're gonna call four RPOs, and there's 13 chances for him to run. So I'm not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, bring Kari Blasting Game in the in the game and have him line up next to him and get ahead of him, and we're gonna run a quarterback sweep. Um, and we'll see as this as we go on if any of that actually happens, because clearly, it just just to keep the ball and get your defense off the field once in a while, you're gonna have to put some of those back in.
1: There's, yeah, absolutely. And
0: that was why right. they went in last year. It was basically, um, we've got to be able to control the ball a little bit. You know, yeah, we're going to be by we're going to be by sixty points some game because right. we're punting it back so much. Yeah. So at least run the ball, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's running for, you know, one hundred and eighty yards and three touchdowns. And, you know. Yeah. The frustration for uh, for the fans is that not only are they zero two, but you can be zero and two and some of this could be fun. And there's just very little fun. First drive was fun. Yeah. You really felt like, okay, great. There it is. They figured this out. They dialed this in and we didn't see it again until the fourth quarter. We saw it all last year during the
2: long losing streak. Like there were a ton of fun moments during the last, you know, 10 or so games that season against a lot of really good teams too. I mean, that Eagles game was really fun. The Dolphins game was really fun.
0: When is this ever going to show up? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe Sunday. Exactly. Maybe, the, maybe the near miss loss to the, <laughs> to the Chiefs. We'll look oh. at it and go, well, that, that was a good time at least. And honestly, it probably, given the fact that they should have, you know, the expectations going that game are, no, right? Nobody thinks they're going to win that game.
1: Yeah. No. God, no.
0: And so simply sticking with them for a while becomes hey, look at that. You know, they did it. Like everybody was uh, the the city was too keyed up for week one. Right. It was it, oh, it was yeah. it was flashbacks oh, for
1: to, to for eighteen. Sure.
0: And then it ended up but it, it also was a, the second half was just such a shit show that you you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then this, then you went you know, to the, Tampa and you're like, okay, we got we've got to win now. We've got a must right. win in week two. And then you don't. And so maybe now in week three, when everybody's like, well, look at the, you know, the Bears are back to being the stock <laughs> you know, you know, Maybe you lose 20, 24 to 17. Yeah. Because the Chiefs He's... offense is playing with the, the governor on it of Matt Nagy calling their plays.
1: Right. So that helps <laughs> a little bit. That does help. So maybe, does they'll, help. You
0: know, maybe they'll keep it from putting a 48 up on the Bears.
1: I don't know. But, I, yeah, I mean, you're right. But there, I think also, though, Bears – fans you know we're thinking this this could be a playoff team yeah and the win-loss right. thing is,
0: gets jokey after a while and you know when i had him yeah. go nine and eight and i'm like well you know if you may if you force me to bet the over or under at seven and a half I, my money would have gone on the under yeah um so i clearly think this is like a six or seven win team but here's the scary thing right when's win one coming because you go to Kansas City, then you come home against the Broncos. It would have been nice for the Broncos to win one of those first two games. Because yeah. now they're, you know.
1: I still think they're going to be a shit show, but uh, I, that's where that I'm going. Nice. That's the, where I'm at. But, yeah. But then they had got a short week so to the Commanders. They're going to be easy. Right. But
0: then the Vikings. There's, a, you know, there's always a chance for the Vikings. Right. And maybe the Raiders. we got the Raiders right. circled The Raiders. Be, this is a team that's lost 12 in a row. They haven't won a football game since they went to Foxboro.
1: And, and by twenty-five, home game since and by twenty-five or more, or by giving up twenty-five or more points too, which
0: is... and they haven't won a home game yeah. since what was the Texans last week? Like week three, right?
1: Yeah,
2: week three. Yeah, they went up two and one. That that produced the infamous uh, Greg Gabriel tweet of saying, "Like I, you know, this team is two and one. I don't envision them oh, yeah. only winning one game rest of the year." <laughs> <laughs> and then they did. Fresh <laughs>
0: yep. Um,
1: yeah, this game is all about how – do they do they at least look better at a loss? Yeah. And are some, are there some fun moments? Do we have something? Yeah. That's what this game is all about.
0: In my mind, I kind of picture that this game ends up being like the Cowboy game last year where they got thoroughly beaten. Like, Dallas never felt like the Bears were going to win that game. Right. But Justin made a lot of big plays. Bears scored a fair amount of points. And it was never a game they were going to win, but it was like you know that was kind of fun. It
1: was kind of fun, yeah. yeah I mean, just give us
0: give. We don't ask for much. Yeah, just a little fun. We just man. want to be entertained. Like yeah. we know you're not you're not supposed to make the playoffs this year, but
1: you know. Well, see, and that's the difference because last year I think everybody would have said that we know you're going to not going to make the playoffs this year. A sizable portion of the fan base thinks they're going to make. Yeah. Think this is a playoff team.
0: I think a lot of that was. They looked at the division and felt like the division was bad. And so, well, yeah, the Bears, that's that's six games there where the Bears can, you know, win some. And then um, – and I looked at it and Got thought, a fourth place schedule going into it, too. Yeah. Um, and I looked at it a little bit and thought, okay, I don't think the Vikings are that good. I also don't think the Bears can, like, win a game up there. So, that's the best you get one. The Lions are not as good as everybody says, but they're – you know, they're – shit, the Bears are in year two of the rebuild. The Lions are in year 30. So they, you know, at some point, this has to start to pay off for them. And then I was annoyed by the fact that I looked at the Packers and thought, you know, I, it's not a bad team. I, they're clearly, they they don't have the Hall of Fame quarterback anymore, but they've got, they they do have a fair amount of good players. Uh, it was nice to see the Ryan Pace's Falcons uh, beat them. Um, and how about the, the play yeah. where... Jordan Love ran up behind the center to do a quick sneak and he, he made the call and the center didn't snap the ball to him and he fell over the center and the guard. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody moved. Not even the Falcons. It's just this yes. isolated gif of Jordan Love looking like he's completely hammered stumbling into, the, stumbling into the middle of his own line. So that was worth something.
2: Yeah, that's some good comedy gold.
0: Uh, a lot was made of uh, Shaq Barrett on the, the back-breaking. You know, for as bad as everything went, the Bears did get the ball with a chance to tie, go down a kick, it, just like a field goal would have tied the game. And um, then they had a uh, offensive pass interference on on Chase Claypool on a screen pass, and then the next play was a screen pass intercepted for a touchdown. And um, the Bears ran in the fourth quarter. They ran a screen play out of the same formation four times. It worked the first two times. In fact, it was nice gains to Herbert. The third time was the offensive pass interference on Claypool and it as much as, you know, as much as it's fun to pick on Chase, that one's not actually his fault.
1: Right.
0: That's the fault of The ball doesn't get thrown on time, and so the receivers who can't look back to see um, are too far down the field, and you're not allowed to block down the field on a uh, screen pass. You can block at the line of scrimmage as long as the ball's thrown behind the line of scrimmage. Right. Uh, But by the fourth time, Tampa lines up, and they're like, this looks like it's going to be that screen pass.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Did their homework
0: on it. And I went into it in detail in the the newsletter, because there's three things that are true about a play like that. Um, number one, to me, a screen pass in the end zone is like the worst possible play you can call. Because you're already in the end zone. I guess he was at the... They were at the five, I think. By the time he drops back, Justin's in the end zone. Right. And on a screen pass, you intentionally don't block guys. So you've got free runners to the quarterback as a design of the play, because the whole idea is to throw it behind them, and now you've got some room to run. Um, And then a, a quarterback in the end zone is is afraid to throw the ball away because intentional grounding is a safety and even though you know in your head you just fire it at the feet if it's if it's all botched just throw it at the feet of the running back and it won't be grounding it's human nature to be like oh shit i could give up two points in the ball here so basically your quarterback is gonna throw that ball to the running back every time yeah so it's a bad play call it's a it, Justin, that's a play Justin needs to recognize and go, oh, there's a very large man there. I'm, I can't throw it there. Right. But then it's also, it's a it's a great play by Barrett that he not only, sure. that he actually caught the ball and scored. So three things are good, but it's it all starts with, who the fuck are you running that play for right there? Yeah. Yeah, he
2: was rushing fields on that play and then got separation enough to... Make the play on it. He that said
0: that it, he said that because they they lined up the same way. He in his mind he thought this could be a screen, and when they didn't try to block him, he thought fuck it's a screen, and so he he basically started backing up, and that's where the ball was going to go, and that's the ball game, which is infuriating. That you know, but that's that's what we get. That's what we get to see every week. We get to see fun. everybody watch the Bears. You see things you never saw before.
1: That's you sure do. <laughs> you sure do. Yeah.
0: Although, I mean, it's not... It's, I mean, obviously, the situation's not as good. It's It's Caleb Haney throwing the ball to B.J. Raji in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. <laughs> not good. A play that shouldn't be called and a pass that shouldn't be thrown. Both things can yeah. be true.
1: Well, and you mentioned Claypool... You got, you know, he was. You got to hand it to him. I mean, he was ready to be run out of. All Bears fans were ready to run him out of town last week, and he, you know, apologized to his teammates that I, I messed up, and he played a pretty good game. And 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 if anything, that's that's a that is a feather in the cap of the flu's, uh right. culture right. argument.
0: Because basically, so and I'll give a Claypool for doing that. Because when and, asked yeah. point blank, "Are you gonna?" Is we talked about last week that you know Claypool probably shouldn't be active for you know, this game. The flu's basically his answer without answering it was, he's got some things to do. And apparently the things to do was a work harder and then B you got to own it. Right. You can't just pretend like people are making a big deal out of you, you know, given a right. half-assed effort. You have to go around and, and he did. Um, he is still though, the bears have him completely. And the Steelers did it too. And Steelers just say, you know what? We don't need him. We've got other guys. He's a slot receiver, even though he's six foot four. He just, he doesn't play like a big physical outside receiver. His whole game is running, right. crossing routes and, and stuff like that. And um, he doesn't use his size. He doesn't post up defensive backs and you throw it up to him. He's just never done it. And so he's, he has a, he has a poor skill set for the role that he's being asked to. To play, and they've already got a guy to play that role. When he's healthy, it's Mooney who's better at it. Even so, you can say, "Well, I'll just move Claypool inside." And say, "Yeah, but Mooney's actually better at that than Chase is." You'd just be, you just then you'd have to move Mooney to a role where he's not quite as good. So, you know, I think they probably realized that a week after they got him, <laughs> but that's too late.
1: Too you late realize now. that yeah. The
0: week before, you can't realize it the week
1: after. Yeah. Oh, now that's why he was... Was
2: was the announcement that Mooney would be out, was that, did that come pre-game, or was that, like, a game-time decision?
0: I didn't hear a word about it.
2: So that was... Yeah, because I wonder, like, if Mooney was active for that game, does Claypool still play?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Velas played, was active. I kind of assume that's... That's who got activated instead. Okay. And there's another here's another brilliant thing, right? So the Vales only played a couple of plays on offense. He comes in for one and they run an end around to him. And it's like everybody that's everybody just points at him when he comes in. Like watch for the watch they're gonna run this guy around in. The other thing they did that drove me nuts is they ran that end around, they ran it to the short side of the field. So even after he gets the ball and he starts to go around the corner, your your sidelines are right there. Like It negates some of his speed because he can't. Well, he wants to run out of bounds and behind the bench, run by the blue tent, say hi to Jaquan, and then just run up back onto the field.
1: Right. (sighs) (laughs) Uh, And I think I think I think the city was ready to be playing meaningful football games in October. And that is very <laughs> much in doubt. So sit here after. Yeah.
0: No, it could be meaningful games in December again, which is, you know, hey,
1: going the here. draft. We're,
0: we're in good shape. Somebody yep. pointed out that because the um, Cardinals own the Texans' number one pick, that right now there's a good chance yep. that the first four picks in the draft will be the Bears will have two and the uh, Cardinals will have two. <laughs>
1: fantastic
0: now there's an ode to quality chicago football yeah the two, right the two chicago yeah two franchises chicago. with the first four picks in the draft
1: that would be ma that, that would be amazing should have an honorary ceremony at soldier field for it should
2: it should <laughs>
0: bring back bring back one of the build wells
2: It's <laughs> still probably live in bridgeport yeah
0: is there a Grandma Bidwell? Do they have a hundred? Do they have a hundred-year-old, eighty-two that's still around?
1: <laughs> How great would that do. be? Because
0: I think I'm sure we'd see her. Because who was it? Yeah, later? her
2: and Virginia would be best friends.
0: Because there were the there was Lamar Hunt's wife. She lived, She was in her late eighties. And it was at Martha Ford. I forget her name. Martha Clay Ford. Yep. And um, the, her and them and Ginny—they were the three, the, the the grand doms of the NFL. The grand doms.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: now only only Virginia is still around. Yeah. All right. Well, let's look ahead to the, uh, the excitement coming up. On uh, <laughs> is this a? This is a. Oh God! Is this a a three twenty five Romo Nance?
1: It's a, definitely a three twenty five game. Yes. Oh no.
2: Uh, would it be Fox? Since yeah, they yeah, it's Fox game. Because isn't that how it works when it's NFC on the road against an it, AFC
0: team
1: it, that they go? It to doesn't.
0: Fox? It doesn't matter anymore. They that's yeah, how it, it used to be. be. They have um. They've screwed that up for us. They have. See what we have here. But you know it looks no, it looks like you are gonna be you are right. Oh yeah. You're you're right. It is so they followed the old format. All right. And it's Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson again. I'll
2: okay. be right. Uh, bright spot.
0: This is going to, they don't have it yet. On five oh six sports but later in the week they will tell you what percentage of the country is gonna get this game. It might not be as much as typical because the other Fox Lake game is Dallas and Arizona. And Fox right. does love the Cowboys because the Cowboys, yes. Cowboys. Oh, yeah. but so do the Bears. This Bear game will get the. We'll all watch it. Get mad at it. Oh yeah. Ratings will be fine. Exactly. They don't worry about that.
1: Nope. I. You know.
0: Well, that'll be good. Then we get uh, Tom Rinaldi can, you know, he can uh, eulogize.
1: Oh.
0: The at Bears least you guys can watch again. it for free.
1: At least you guys get to watch it for free.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. You had to pay for this. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, like a couple of weeks ago we we're watching TV and there's an NFL Sunday ticket commercial on and they're like, you know, <laughs> talking about the price. My wife's like yeah, you, I'm sorry, she's like, You you didn't she, pay for this, she goes, Oh no, I didn't of course not. I didn't
0: well oh, just tell her that no see, need to look at the credit if, card statement. If you tried to rely on NFL red zone, you'd <laughs> never see the Bears with the ball the entire yeah. season.
1: <laughs> Great. Because they'd have
0: to get in the red zone for right. it to for them to for Scott Hansen <laughs> to cut to it.
1: For the gold zone. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: Guess he doesn't call it that, I hope. If he does, that that's a fireball offense. If he calls hey, it the clearly. gold zone, he's fired. He doesn't He doesn't even get, not only does he not get on the plane, he, he can't even step foot in Lake Forest proper. We call That'd it the be gold fine.
1: zone. <sighs> um,
0: so this is, as last I saw it, this is a the uh, spread is 13.
1: That's what I saw. That's a lot. Yep, same. That's a lot, and yet it seems low.
0: Um, the Bears haven't covered either yet. Well, I'll tell you this: I,
2: I did a little bit of research uh, last year when the Chiefs were nine and a half or better favorites against the spread. They only went two and three in against the spread, and since uh, twenty twenty, they're nine and nine in those games. Like okay. the Chiefs, over the course of the last couple of years, have not always been the best at covering spreads.
1: That's some good intel. Okay.
0: So and you got the Nagy factor. So you got two things. Number one, right, his incompetence is always bubbling under the surface. But then you know he's like, he's going to call out all the stops for this. Like yeah. every trick play he's been holding back forever. They're going to be. They're going to run. This is
1: Matt Nagy revenge game. Oh, God. See an
0: offensive lineman catch a
2: touchdown again.
0: <laughs> so, uh, what did I say? And when I was hypothesizing, 24 twenty four uh, seventeen?
1: Yeah, you did. Because so I, I stuck be the, with me that he went under 25 points. Like, that would be them covering.
0: In. And that would be, yeah, that would be under the 47.5. Um, yeah i mean if i was if i'm betting my own money uh, I'm, I'm taking the over and i'm taking the chiefs to cover i mean i you know i'm not how about this bet i made on uh last night so on DraftKings,
1: <coughs>
0: one of the bets they had well they gave hello, you this, hello. they gave you while this, you were um, while you were enjoying
1: a taco bell perhaps yes, of
0: course <laughs> and uh waxing your taxes on, on yeah. the phone with chuck testa um at two thousand, at uh, plus two thousand, for the for the uh, Steelers and the Browns, okay. you had you bet that to get um, what you ha- we needed to happen was you needed both teams to score a touchdown in each half and kick a field goal in each half, okay, and then they gave some boost thing where um, you could put it in there and you could you could take the odds up uh 50%. So now it's 3001. Right. So a 10 dollar bet. Boost. Yeah. $10 bet. 300 bucks. So I'm we're yeah. going for that. <laughs> Deshaun Watson. I she should value in that. So both teams touchdown field goal in the first half. No problem. Right. I was worried after Nick Chubb got hurt that the Browns weren't going to be able to score a touchdown in the second half. They come right down, score a touchdown. Now, all I yep. need is a field goal out of them. The Steelers kicked a field goal early in the second half. You just need a Steeler touchdown. We're in good shape. Right. The Browns are driving, and they're in field goal range. And on a rollout, Deshaun Watson decides, yeah, I already got i already got called for a face mask once. I want to do it again.
1: <laughs> they ended up, he did, it
0: was an obvious face mask. They didn't call it, but they called holding. So they get pushed back out of field goal range. They ended up punting. And I'm like, well, there's a lot of this half left. I'm not going to worry about it. Steelers can't move the ball at all, but they end up they get a um, they get a strip fumble touchdown. So now all I need is this Browns yeah, field goal. TJ Watt. But right. the, the touchdown put the uh, Steelers up by four points. hmm Meaning, mm-hmm. unless ah. Sean McVay is the coach, they're not just kicking a field goal for the hell of it. Right. And so I did did not right. those because the Browns can kick a field goal. But did you see that that on the last play, down ten. Last play of Rams 49ers. I didn't see it. Rams yes. get field goal to cut it to seven at the horn. And the spread was minus seven and a half, yeah. right? And the reason <laughs> they did it was, um, you know, the Rams have a guy up in the booth who, like, helps out with strategy. And basically it's like, well, we can't win the game, but we can score points. And the one of the, the total points is a tiebreaker for the playoffs. So you might as well kick the field. Might as well. Kick might the as well. So there you go. The but yeah, I mean, gamblers all over the world had to be like, well, it's funny. Every, you know, that's a bad beat, right? It's one of the, but nobody oh, yeah. ever talks about the guys on the other side of that who are like, oh right. shit. Well, there's no, they're not going to kick a field goal here. And all of a sudden the field goal kicker runs out and it's, it's free money.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, look at don't that.
0: focus on the whole Sky Van Pelt <laughs> bad beats thing. That's the pessimist yeah. view of it. That's right. There's, there's, there's just <laughs> as many people on the other side who were going nuts when, whenever those bad beats happen.
1: It's a zero-sum game. Somebody lost, but somebody won. Somebody lost, somebody won.
0: All right, so what do you guys think? Spread and the the over-under.
1: I got what you got. Uh, Over and uh, Chiefs covering. I'll go opposite. Uh, I'm
2: going under. I'm going under, and I think the Bears cover uh, 13. Um, To me, now that uh, Chris Jones is back for the Chiefs, their defense seems to be working in order. They only allowed nine points to the Jags this past week, so probably going to be a tough, uh, rough day for Justin Fields.
0: He's used to it by now. Yeah. No surprise. That's good. You, you, uh, so when you watch college football game day, um, you know, they put the graphic, when they do the picks at the end, they have both logos up and whatever. And Reese Davis always jokes, somebody's got to save the graphic. 'Cause if it's <laughs> if, if everybody mm-hmm. has picked, you know, the same team, somebody's gotta pick the opposite team. So Prez, save the graphic for us.
2: Good. Good job, Praz. Yeah. Yes. I'll the... I'll be the the
0: in that infamous Bears Packers <laughs> game. Yeah. I don't want I not want the fluce using us uh for motivation. Right. maybe we should. They could use some motivation. All right. Well you know, part of the part of the frustration which I was venting. And it's nice to have you two here that I can vent to. Yeah, uh, It's just that absolutely uh, this is uh, no end in sight to this misery. I mean, we're hopefully, you guys, hopefully you guys are right. in the the Broncos are such a mess that in a couple of weeks, that's when the Bears they get the train back on the track. Because what were the Lions right. last year? They started off like weren't they like one and seven?
1: Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that sounds right. And then
0: right. they went eight and two the rest of the way or whatever it was. Why not us? Seven and whatever. They exactly. Played, seven and two. Why can't we be this year's four?
1: Lions? Why can't we be a team like the Lions? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Teams have oft aspired.
1: What we're you know, striving for that. these days. Uh, <laughs> the
0: Lions had a. Uh, they unveiled a, a Barry Sanders statue, um, which I think it's their first statue. Um, and then they showed during the game Barry was on the sidelines. He was talking to this very wrinkled old man, and I realized it was Wayne Fonts. Oh my goodness! Like, oh fuck! Uh, fuck Wayne Fonts. Was he smoking a, a cigar? Program. Yeah, that asshole.
1: How uh, old my, is Wayne Fonts? Do we old, know? I mean, old. Yeah, very old.
0: Well, let's look. Let's see how old Wayne Fonts is.
1: Let's Go to the Google machine. He's eighty-three. Her. Oh, okay. 83. You know, I I would have said older. You know what? He doesn't
0: look. As, he doesn't look that bad for eighty-three.
1: Huh? Yeah. yeah.
0: Statue was eh. it was okay.
1: It's not great.
2: It's not great. Sure got the Is Cubs. it as scary looking as the Harry Perry statue. I was
0: gonna say they should have got the Cubs guy, but the second guy. <laughs> the guy who did the the guy who did the players, not the original guy who did Harry being pulled sucked into hell.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I still, I, One of my big hope when they had to relocate the statues while they were working the stadium was that somebody would drop the Harry statue and break it. And then they would have to get a good
1: one. <laughs>
0: but it made it unscathed. So yeah. that's too bad. Um, do we know what the... Do we know what the... This is great for a Bears podcast, but I don't care anymore. Um, do we know what the Ryan Sandberg one's going to look like? I mean, surely somebody knows by now. It was a year ago they announced it, so they've been working on it for a year. It's going to get unveiled next year. Right. I mean, in my mind, I picture – I know what it should be, and it should be him, like, bouncing up over second base with his knee up, making the throw on the double play with with the flip-down glasses up. Right. That's what I – when I see Ryan Sanbury, that's what I see. I see that throw that he never missed. It would work. Um, But knowing the Cubs, it'll be, you know, him (laughs) holding a Sloan toilet seat (laughs) –
1: <laughs> Smoking a joint. <laughs>
0: That's right. This, well, well, no, showing it, the hair. It'll, it'll be him and the hair plugs. Him this, and Cindy this. with the corn cob dress. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't yeah. that be the greatest? They go. He. They don't let him see it, and they just unveil it at the thing. He just flips Tom off, storms off.
1: Yeah. How <laughs> about yeah? It's Ryan and Davey Martinez together. That It'd would be, be a terrible. lot. What a but, statue! That statue. Two I mean, great. Th- two great teammates. Ooh.
0: You think a lot of people head over to Navy Pier to sit on the couch next to Bob Newhart? Think about how many people would trek down to Gallagher Way to get their picture taken next to Cindy.
1: Oh, there you go. (laughs) It would be
0: the biggest tourist attraction in town. I like it. That's got to happen. It'll probably be... they could have him doing one of his electric seventh inning stretch sings where he really riles oh. the crowd up with the "raise hey, the house down." Go, let's sing this one for. Let's do
1: it for Harry. Let's do it for Henry. It's for <laughs> yeah. Harry, who's been dead Harry for twenty-five Ryan. years Harry. now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, All right. Well, thank All you right. Guys. Thank you.
0: Many of us have herpes.